The Rebbe starts off the Sikha by saying that we discussed many times that the name of the Seder, which is a Torah name, at least from the perspective of Minig Yisrael Torah, because it's a Minig Yisrael to call it by this name, expresses the Torah and the content of the Seder. And since it's the name of the whole Seder, so it's understood that the name will hint to the ideas of everything that's mentioned in the Parsha, in the Seder, all the way to the last Pasuk. Based on this, we need to have clarification, we need to understand, in regards to the name of this Sedra, Mishpatim. Yes, it's true that the biggest portion of the Sedra are speaking about the Mishpatim, the laws of the Torah, which are called Mishpatim. However, at the very, very end of the Sedra, the Torah tells us about the Hachonois to Matan Torah. How Moshe Rabbeinu is going up to the mountain and everything that that entails which seemingly doesn't have anything to do with the concept of mishpatim, of these laws that are mishpatim. Furthermore, when we say mishpatim, we're specifically referring to mitzvahs, which their obligation would be understood even by the logic, by the rationale of the person, as it's known. And therefore, it's not understood. Part of the hachonois of Matan Torah, which are mentioned in the end of this week's parsha, is the fact that Yidin said nasa. And that they said, Nasev and Nishma, that they're going to obey, they're going to listen to Hashem. And even before Nishma, even before they fully grasp and understand all of it, which is exactly the opposite of what Mishpatim are all about. Mishpatim are those mitzvahs that we understand, Al-Piseichel, the ones that we understand based on our logic. So in other words, the ending of the Parsha is not only different to the concept of Mishpatim, but it's actually in contrast and it's opposite to the idea of Mishpatim. Says the Rebbe, this question is not only in regards to this story at the very, very end of the Sedra, but also in regards to certain halachis and dinim that are mentioned in the Sedra. Because amongst the dinim in the Sedra, we have Loisevashel Gdi Bachalev Imoy, not cookie, milk and meat together, Bosor Bacholov, which is not a mitzvah that is a mitzvah based on seichel. Rather, it's what we call chukim. It's a chayk. So we need to understand why is all of this included in this parsha that's called mishpatim. The Rebbe continues and says, On the Eilah mishpatim, Rashi brings what Razal tells us, Mahari shoinim misinai, af elu misinai, which simply would mean that just like the things given in parshas Yisrael, the Aseris Hadibrois, came from Har Sinai, these Mishpatim were also given at Har Sinai. Now we know that Chassidus has an explanation on this, the inner meaning of these words, Af Elu Misinai means, that also these Mishpatim, we need to be fulfilling, not only because our Seichel is dictating this to us, but also because Misinai, because they're commanded to us by the Abishter. According to this, seemingly we would be able to understand why the Parsha is called Mishpatim, and why in a parsha like Mishpatim, we tell about the story of Nasev and Nishma, and also the idea of Basar V'cholov, even though it's not part of Mishpatim, not part of the rational mitzvahs, the Torah is trying to hint to us that even Mishpatim are B'pnimius higher than Seichel. They are all like Basar V'cholov. All of the mitzvahs are really in essence Chukim. And therefore, we need to do them with Kabbalah soil Malchus Shamayim, accepting the yoke of Hashem, Nasev and Nishma, Chukochakakti, the Abishta gave us a decree, and we need to do it. However, the problem with this is, 
twofold. Number one, in the Mechilta, the Medrash that brings this idea of Af Elu Misinai, there is actually another opinion. And in fact, that opinion is the only one that's brought in the Medrash Rabbah. That the Eilah HaMishpatim was not given at Sinai. It was actually given in Morah, which was before Har Sinai. According to this opinion, we wouldn't be able to say this idea of Af Elu Misinai, because they're not given at Sinai. Therefore, we also wouldn't have this pirush of saying that Mishpatim need to be done just like mitzvahs from Sinai. And if that's the case, we can no longer fall back on this pshat the reason why the Torah is telling us these dinim in Parshas Mishpatim, the idea of Matan Torah and Basar Mechalov, is because the whole idea of Mishpatim need to be done in a way of Sinai, because according to this opinion, we can't apply all of that at all. We don't say Af Elumi Sinai regarding Mishpatim. So we're back to square one. More importantly, the Rebbe says, even if we do say that Mishpatim are also Misinai, and therefore we apply the inyanim of Mishpatim to Sinai, but since the name of the Pasha is Mishpatim, what seems to be the emphasis is the other way around. In other words, we're emphasizing the idea that it's all Mishpatim, it's all logical mitzvahs. The emphasis is not the Sinai part. In other words, from the fact that we call the whole Sedra by Mishpatim, we should really be coming to an opposite conclusion. Not that Mishpatim are really chukim, but by the fact that we're calling it all Mishpatim, it would lead us to say the other way around. That everything, even Basar Bacholov, in fact, even the concept of Nasa and Nasa and Nishma, are really part of Mishpatim. That means that their inner idea is Mishpatim. How do we understand this? Seemingly they're against Mishpatim, they're opposite of Mishpatim. Another thing that Rebbe says we need to understand that this sedra of Mishpatim comes immediately after Parshas Yisroi, after Matan Torah. Now seemingly, the main chiddush of Matan Torah would not be the idea of Mishpatim, rather more the idea of Chukim, or perhaps even Eidus, those mitzvahs that are beyond understanding. Why is that? Because the idea of Mishpatim we should be doing based on our understanding al Seichel, even without Hashem commanding us. So that's not what Matan Torah is all about. In fact, the Gemara says that if Torah would not be given, these are things that should have been written anyways, things that we should have been doing anyways. Especially, says the Rebbe, we have the Shita of the Ramban that tells us that when we know that one of the Sheva Mitzvah is Bnei Noyach is Dinim, what Dinim are we referring to? What are they commanded to? That Bnei Noyach are even commanded, even without Matan Torah. It's not only, as some opinions, is to appoint judges and courthouses, but rather... All the dinims are the dinim of, of, of stealing, of cheating, of robbery, of paying a worker in time, the dinim of shoimrim of, of, of a watchman, the dinim of one coercing or convincing a girl in immoral activities, the different dinim of damages to property, hurting a, hurting a, a fellow, a fellow, the dinim of borrowing and lending, or the dinim of transactions, buying and selling, etc. So in other words, according to the Ramban, most mishpatim, which are most logical things as just mentioned, these are things that Yidin would have been doing and were commanded to do even earlier as B'nai Noyach. So that's not, that, that's not what Matan Torah, therefore, is all about. 
And that's why we find that by Matan Torah, we say, Vayered Hashem al Har Sinai. Hashem comes down on Har Sinai. Hashem speaks all of these words of the Aseris, Al-Limris, in a way that Vachalam Roim, everyone was able to see the sounds and, and they were able to see that which is usually heard. In other words, there was a tremendous Izgalus Alikis, a godly revelation that's completely beyond logic, beyond the normal things of a, of a human being. So in other words, what should come right after Matan Torah? The main Chiddush of Matan Torah is more that which is beyond the Seichel. So seemingly what should come after Matan Torah is the Dinam of Chukim, perhaps even Eidos, which is really going to express the main Chiddush of Matan Torah. So why is it that Mishpatim are the ones that are following right after Parshat Yisroi, right after Matan Torah? Now, yes, it's true what we said before, at least according to one opinion of Razal, that the Torah is putting the Mishpatim right after Sinai to tell us that Afelum is Sinai, that this too is given from Sinai, but very nice. So Afelum is Sinai, they also come from Sinai. But first you should have the Chukim, the mitzvahs that are initially definitely from Sinai. Then you could also add after that some Mishpatim as well. So why are we starting with Mishpatim? The question is even more, Based on what we said before, that in Parshas Mishpatim itself, at the end of the Sedra, we once again have the story and things that happened close to Matan Torah, both before and after Matan Torah. Whereas we just said that most of the beginning of the Sedra was said to Moshe according to Rashi only after Matan Torah, in the 40 days when Moshe Rabbeinu is on Har Sinai, then it seems to be that the whole Parsha is out of order. That these dinim of Elah Mishpatim, which say, which we're told is after Matan Torah, are actually being said not in chronological order. So that's according to this Pirush, and certainly according to the Pirush, that the Elah Mishpatim is said in Moro, which is before Matan Torah, then these dinim are definitely not said in order. From all of this that Rebbe says, it's understood, number one, that even though, yes, the Gili of Matan Torah itself, of course, is not Mishpatim. Of course, the idea of Matan Torah is a revelation of godliness that's higher than Seichel. Nevertheless, the idea of Matan Torah is specifically expressed in the Mishpatim. On the other hand, so that's why Mishpatim comes right after Matan Torah. On the other hand, what do we have after Mishpatim? We once again visit, revisit the story of Matan Torah, the end of Parsha Mishpatim. And finally, that this itself is all part of Parshas Mishpatim. That even the Matan Torah, the way it's described after Mishpatim, it's within the context of Mishpatim itself. In order to explain all of this, the Rebbe first focuses on a pirush of the Shalom. On the Pasuk, that we said in the Shira the previous week, Zekeilivan Veyu Avivaroimimenu. In Parshas Mishalach, sorry, not the previous week, two weeks before. So the simple meaning, of course, is Zekeli van Veyu, this is my Eibishter that I'm going to glorify, beautify, Eloike Avi, the God of my father, Varoi Memenu, I'm going to exalt him. The Friedrich Rebbe brings in his Sichos, the Shalot that says, that Zekeli, when I view Hashem, that he's Keli, that he's my Eibishter, my God, because of my understanding, because my comprehension, then Ve'anveyu. He tr- Shalot translates the word van veyu as made up of two parts. Ani vahu. I and Hashem are united together, are completely bound together. Kavayachu. Because of that knowledge that I grasped, that I understood about Hashem, which is completely now absorbed, grasped inside of my heart. 
However, when I don't have that knowledge because of my comprehension, my understanding, it's not Kaylee because of my understanding, but rather it's only tradition passed down to me from my father, Elikei Avi, he's my Eibishter because he's my father's Eibishter, then then it's exalted, it's up there somewhere, it's distant from me. In other words, it's somewhere deep hidden in the heart, but you can't say it's really felt in the heart. Which means that in addition to the concept of emuna that a yid has, which is coming from Avi, from my father, passed down Ishmi Piyish, there also needs to be the knowledge because and understanding. Because through emuna itself, the feeling of the person is in a way that the Abishter is somewhere high up there, exalted, removed from the person, Varoi Memenu. And therefore, the person is removed from this, from this knowledge, from the understanding, from the Abishter. It's hidden in the heart. However, through the knowledge that comes with understanding, really to understand the Likus, Zakeli, it's my Abishter, then Anivahu, I become attached, together, united with the Abishter. Says the Rebbe, this is also the meaning of the Pasuk, Da SLK of You should know the God of your father. That means to say, it's not enough that the Abishter is the God of your father. There has to be Da, there has to be the knowledge that you yourself understand it with your own Seichel, with your own understanding. That's the Shalom. So the Rebbe asks on the Shalom, according to this Pirush, the order of the Pasuk seemingly should have then been the other way around. First, he's my Abishter, LK Avi, Varoy Memenu. And then I start understanding. First, the Yid has the Amuna, that which is passed down from his father, and that which is ingrained in him, and so on. Then comes his, his understanding that he also needs to understand the Likus. To use even the wording of the Shalah itself, himself. The Shalah says, in addition to the fact that you have the Amuna in your heart because of your father, you also need to know him yourself because of your understanding. So what should the order of the Pasuk been? First, um, and then Zekeli, my own understanding. Now, seemingly, says the Rebbe, this is in Sivov, we could have explained it based on what's known, that even once a person has the Amuna and he brings it down, is in, in, is in, under, in his understanding. Nevertheless, there's always room for the Amuna. There still needs to be the Amuna that's higher, the understanding. You still need to come back to Amuna. Because since Hashem is Ein Soif unlimited, so no matter how high I go with my understanding, there's always going to be levels in godliness that are completely beyond my comprehension. That you could take, that you could grasp, that you could touch only with Amuna. And this is the meaning of Zekeli Van Veyu. First I have my understanding. And then Elikei Memenu. In other words, the Chiddush is that even after Zekeli Van Veyu, even after I understood and connected with Hashem as much as possible on my level of understanding, you must come back to Elikei Memenu. You have to go afterwards to the level of Emunah. However, the problem with this, the Rebbe says, is even though it's true that there is a level of Emunah that comes after my knowledge, but the question is, what about the Amunah that needs to come before my knowledge, before my understanding, that which is be- the, the foundation of everything that I have? And that's the Amunah of Elikei Avi that should have seemingly been first. Then, once I have Elikei Avi, then I come to understanding. The way the Shalot puts it, there's no mention of that initial Amunah. We start off with Zek, with Zekei Livan Veyu which is starting with my understanding, then going to L.E.K. Ovi, 
the God of my father, but I should have started off with that, with the first initial Amunah. Says the Rebbe, the explanation of all of this is, the whole purpose of Matan Torah, as we know, is getting rid of that gzeira, there was the nullification of the decree, regarding El Yoinim and Tachtoinim, that the Tachtoinim, the lower levels, the lower realms, should be able to go up to El Yoinim, should be able to connect with the spiritual and higher realms, and El Yoinim, Yerdu L'Tachtoinim. The Chibur, the ultimate fusion and connection and bonding between El Yoin and Tachtoin, the higher and the lower. And we, we say as follows, the idea is not that the Tachtoin, the lowly level, should completely lose his identity. And now he is going to become an El Yoin. The idea is that he remains his existence, his entity as he is a Tachtoin. And as he is a Tachtoin, he should be able to be elevated and become connected to the El Yoinim. Says the Rebbe, this is actually the reason why it's not enough that El Yoinim Yerdul Tachtoinim, they're just the higher spiritual levels where Hashem Himself comes down into this world. Only by Yerud Hashem Al Harsina that Hashem should come down. There has to be a Tachtoinim, the lower realm lifts itself up. And furthermore, the Medrash says, the Medrash speaks first about a Tachtoinim, that the Tachtoinim need to go up before the Medrash discusses how El Yoinim Yerdu. Even though practically it ended up being the other way, that Hashem comes down first. Why is that? Because when El Yoinim Yerdul Tachtoinim, when the spiritual and the higher levels come down, not by the Tachtoinim and not through the Tachtoinim, it's just an expression of the El of the higher up revealing himself down below. And as the Medrash says, the Abish says, I'm going to start. Then what happens is, that in the Tachtoinim, there isn't a real bonding and connection with Elikus. Rather, he's losing his identity because of such a tremendous revelation of above. And as the Pasuk actually says, Vayech, and specifically by the Yidden, it says, Vayech at Kolom, the, the, the whole nation trembled. Vayarom, Vayanu, Vayamdu, Vayrochik, they were shuddering, they were trembling, standing from a distance. And so to the whole world, Vayech at Kolom, the whole mountain is trembling. In fact, in the whole world, it's, it's felt. The birds aren't chirping. The whole world is silent, etc. In other words, from such a great Gilead, because the world isn't ready for this. In order to have the real purpose of Matan Torah, as said before, that the world, as a mitzvah, is within its own way. It, as a tachtin, it should be connected to the Al-Yoinim. This kind of combination could also co- only come when the tachtin himself is working to go upwards, to refine himself and get closer to Hashem. So that's one side of the story. On the other hand, you of course first have to have El Yoinim Yerdul that the El comes down, as quoted from the Medrash Vaniya Maschel Hashem comes down first, because the Bitu that's going to happen, yes, the Tachtoinim are going to lose themselves for, for a while because of this great Gilly, but that's going to enable and empower them that later they with their own Kayach should be able to go up to the highest level. So they first need to have this general Bitu. Says the Rebbe in Sifches, these two ideas, on the one hand, El Yoinim Yedul that's causing a certain bitul, and then a Tachtoinim Yalul El Yoinim, where the bottom is going up, and now really becoming a Kaili Telikos. In, in the specific avoid of a person, these are really the two ideas, of Emuna, faith, and Asagas Haseichel, understanding. Emuna comes not through our effort, not through our work, not through our toil, from the person himself. This is something that's given from above. To use the terminology of the Shalah, 
It's Kabbalah Ishmipish. These are the things that are passed down to us. These are the things that are ingrained in us. This is a, more of a gilu coming from above. And therefore, even when the Amunah is shining by the person, and as a result of the Amunah, is doing everything Hashem wants, but he's not becoming one with Hashem. His own Metzius is still remaining distant from Hashem. However, when the person works hard to understand the cause, this is coming from himself, from his own Metzius, that causes that his Metzius should become one with Hashem. As again from the Shalom, Anivahu, Anveyu, is I and Hashem are becoming connected, tied together. However, of course, there must be the Amuna as a Yesoid, as a foundation, as a preparation for the Amuna, for the Avoidah of Seichel. As we said before, first there is El Yoinim, Hashem comes down. That's the introduction in order that we should be able to elevate ourselves up. Why is that? If in, in, the, in the context of Amuna and Seichel, because Seichel on its own could very easily come to mistakes. We know there's the concept of a person is biased and a person is very, very subjective. It's called the shaykhat, the bribery of one's own self-love. This could all cause that the seichel of the person should be leading him in the wrong direction. He's not being mechavan alemis. And therefore it needs to be based on a foundation of emunah and kabbalah soil, which is going to guard and protect and make sure the seichel is going in the right direction. Says the Rebbe, now we can come back and understand the order of the parashi is the first Yisrael and then Mishpatim. Yisrael is the parasha of Matan Torah. This is something that comes from above. El Yoinim Yerdol Hashem coming down, giving us the Gilu of Asaris Adibris. And that's what it causes by the Yidin, the Gilu of Emunah. And it's going to express itself by the Yidin losing their Metzius. Vayechera, they're trembling, they're shuddering, etc. However, after this gilu from above, after Parshas Yisrael, after Matan Torah, now starts the main avoid of Tachtoinim Yalul Now we need to climb the ladder upwards. We need to become now one with Hashem. We need to make sure that the Mitzis, the very existence of the Nevroim, is becoming not nullified, but becoming one with Hashem. And that's what Mishpatim is all about. These are mitzvahs, Sichlios. These are mitzvahs that are logical, that are rational, which means to say, that now the Chachma of Hashem is making so much sense in the Seichel of the Nivra of the person to the extent that they become one, a Yichud Nifla, an amazing bond, an amazing unity that's permeated. The person's own Seichel is now permeated with the Chachma of Hashem. Hashem's Chachma now completely penetrated the whole person that even in his own mind is aligned and understanding the way Hashem wants. And this is really achieving the whole point of Matan Torah, the Chibur of El Yoinim with Tachtoinim. Says the Rebbe, this will now add explanation in the difference between the Drosh of Af Elu Misinai, which we said before, is what Rashi brings, and that's one of the opinions in the Medrash, and how this idea is Apipshat, in other words, this is something that needs to be understood on the Pshat level and the opinion of the Medrash that we said before, that actually it's not Sinai, it was given in Moro. What's the difference? So the Rebbe says like this, when a person is holding on the level of Pshat, that means in his earlier stages of learning, his beginning of his Avoidah, he doesn't have yet understanding of Alikos, he doesn't have yet Av, Avira, etc. At this point, you cannot say that he'll just base things on Seichel. And it won't help him, the Seichel. The Seichel won't get him actually to do the right things because at this point, 
he still has his nefesh Bahamis working full force. So you can't say just his seichel will get him to do the mishpatim. And therefore, at this point, you must have the idea of af elu misina. At this point, you must have that strong foundation, the strength of the aseris adimris. Recognize the mishpatim are coming from Sinai. That's where the attitude has to be. And it's coming with the whole commotion and all of the noise and all of the excitement of matan the begili elikus of matan In other words, what did matan toyda achieve? The per people are trembling. They became completely, they're losing their own mitzis. And that's the idea, the attitude that needs to be in the beginning of avoida. And so to an avoid the Sodom, the beginning of avoid has to be this idea, the is getting angry at the Yetzar, screaming at the Yetzar, the Nefesh kiss getting angry at the Nefesh Bahamis, and in this way he's completely causing him to become bottled, to be completely become nullified. So that's our level of Pshat, our attitude has to be Mishpatim Sinai, it's coming directly from Sinai. In other words, it's not about our Seichel. However, once you're holding already at the higher level, the medrash level, the drush level of Torah, that means at higher levels of Avoidah, you're already holding by Ava, Vira, and his Boidonus, etc. So now it works the other way around. We have to fulfill these mitzvahs of Mishpatim. Not even coming to this Yargis, getting angry at the Nefeshol Habamas. You don't need the whole commotion anymore of Matan Torah. Rather, now you have to be able to fulfill these mitzvahs. Like they are, so to speak, before Matan Torah, Moranitu, these are logical things. In other words, even my Seichel is already telling me that these are the ways we have to behave. Now, even though, also according to the Medrash, the order of the Parshish are that we have first Parshish Yisroi, which is Matan Torah, which is Sinai, and then Mishpatim, which would tell us that the Mishpatim, our understanding, need to be based on Sinai, on Emuno, Kabbalah, oil, etc. However, that only means that the Yesoid, the basis and the foundation of all of our understanding, needs to be based on Sinai, on Kabbalah, oil. But the avoid of Mishpatim itself is not Kabbalah, oil, it's not Sinai. In this level, the idea is, yes, I'm serving Hashem with my Seichel, my Seichel is also already on board. Again, as opposed to the Rashi or the Pshat level, where we just focus on, no, these things are Sinai, even the Mishpatim are Sinai. Says the Rebbe in Sifidalev, this will also help us understand the Rambam. The Rambam says, there's a Maimur Chazal that tells us that a person shouldn't have the attitude and say, I don't want to do these Averis. Rather, Chazal say, I would, lo- I would have done them myself, but what should I do? My Father in Heaven, Hashem, decreed that I shouldn't do these. The Rambam says that's only true in regards to Chukim. However, when it comes to Mishpatim, the logical mitzvahs, we have to clearly say, EF, there's no way I would do this, Aveda. There's no way out, for example. Everybody doesn't bring these examples in here, but there's no way I would rob and kill and so on and so forth. The Rambam says, because if a person would say, I would do these things on my own, it clearly shows that he's very, very corrupt in his midois and so on. A lowly person. The question, however, is, Chsidus usually tells us that even Mishpatim, have to come with Kabbalah soil, just like Chukim. So why are we suddenly saying over here that in these Mishpatim, we have to say, no, I wouldn't even do them myself. But the explanation is similar to what we said before. Of course there needs to be a basis and a foundation of Kabbalah soil. We can't rely on the Seichel and the feelings of the person. And furthermore, if a person is going to do Mishpatim only based on the Seichel, he's of course going to be missing the most important idea, of that, which is avoid us Hashem. By a yid, every single thing has to be the basis of Noichi Hashem Alekachi, serving the Eivishter. This is all based on what Hashem wants. But on the other hand, the whole point of Mishpatim is that these mitzvahs, 
need to permeate the person so much all the way to his inner faculties that therefore automatically even the person himself, not only nullifying his Matthias, but even with his Matthias, with his own existence, he is now disgusted by the Ra. He's saying, EFC, I would never do these kind of things. Says the Rebbe, even though of course there's a mile there's an advantage in this avoid of idea of knowledge based on your understanding, and that dafka through this you become one with Hashem's Chachmah. However, since a person's seichel, a person's logic is always limited, so it's understood that this yichud is only going to be possible in those levels which could be grasped according to seichel. The kavana of Matan Torah, however, of connecting Elyon and Tachtoin, is that even those things that are higher than our seichel, higher than our understanding, even things that are completely beyond the whole idea of understanding, even they should be able to connect to the Tachtoinim. And in a way, again, that the Tachtoinim is not losing his identity, but that the Elyonim are permeating, in other words, even these highest levels should be permeating the person's Metzius. Says the Rebbe, that's the Chiddush, what we say, Elikei Ovivarei Memenu, after Zekei Livanveyu, which is part of what we asked before, shouldn't the order be the other way. So the Rebbe explains like this, the amunah that the person has passed down from his fathers, from his ancestors, which is the hakdoma to zekeli van veyu, which we said that should have said first. Of course, that needs to come first. But that's not the avoid of the person. That was passed down to him, or that he has from above, and therefore it's not connected really with his mitzis, as we said that would, if anything, nullify his mitzis. And therefore that's not the thing that's mentioned in the shira of the Eden. We don't mention that original amunah. Because that's not the Chiddush of their avoided. That's not what they're singing about. That's not what they are achieving. This is a Kayak that they get from above. However, so we start now with their avoider. After the Yid has his own avoider, which is becoming completely one with Hashem's Chachmah, as we said before. That's the first part of the passage. That the person and Hashem are completely one and connected. In one word, they're Va'anveyu through his understanding. Now comes the next stage. That even the higher the levels that are completely higher than understanding, even levels that seemingly are only shaykh to say about them, they're exalted, they're above, I can only believe in them. And yet now, once I work through my seichel to connect it to Hashem, now even these higher levels are not going to nullify the person's metzias, but rather this I'm going to take these high levels and they themselves are going to come into the metzias of the person. Why? Because since we're now dealing with a person that became one with Hashem, it's not going to be nullified even from those levels that the Seichel has no concept about at all. And this is now also going to help us understand, going back to the parsha of, Yis- of Mishpatim, where we say it finishes off with the story of Matan Torah, Nasev, and Nishma. And then we have Basar V'cholav, which is a Choyk. Because the idea is that when we have the, the union of Mishpatim, again, this unity of the Seichel of the person with Hashem's Chachmah, then even the Chukim, like Basar Bechalov, and even Nasev and Nishma, are all part of Mishpatim. In other words, even these things are now starting to come and become integrated and permeate the Metzius of the person. Even these things that seemingly are completely higher than the person. Says the Rebbe in Sifu Gimel, just like us regarding Matan Torah generally, that first we have Parshas Yisri which is the gili from above, which is completely higher than the metzies of the person. 
Then comes the Mitzis of the person, the person's understanding in Parshas Mishpatim. And within this itself, again, there's two parts. First, Mishpatim in the literal sense that they are logical mitzvahs, but of course based on Yisro, Yamuna, Kabbalah, Soil. And then we come to the next idea, that even in this Parshas, there's Chukim and Matan Torah, which are going to do what? Not going to be mevatel the Mitzis of the person, but even they become now part of the person himself, the Mishpatim. Says the Rebbe, the same thing is true in regards to the revelation of Panimius Atoyed of Toyed Sachsidis. How did it work? First, we had the Gilu of Toyed Sachsidis Aklolis. General Chsidis, the Balshemtiv, the Mizritcha Magid, and so on, in a way that it wasn't completely clothed in Seichlia. This is the way it was Nazgala through the Balshemtiv. The main focus and emphasis was on Emuna, Tzadik Bemuna Soyichi, the Tzadik was through his Emuna, etc. The idea, however, ultimately was that chassidus should permeate the mitzvahs of the person himself, his seichel, and through that the other inner faculties of the person. And that's why we then have the Izgalas of Torah's chassidus chabad through the Alter Rebbe, which brought down chassidus into our chabad, into our chachma binadas, so that every person could understand Eloikus and chassidus and that it should permeate his whole reality. Says the Rebbe, this is also the explanation of a word from the Bardichevarov. He said in regards to the Alter Rebbe and the other Talmidi HaMagid, he used the expression, he says, we all ate from the same bowl, so to speak, we're all macabre from the Magid, and he referred to the Alter Rebbe as the Litvak, he took the cream, he took the best. Because really in Torah, Chassidus Chabad is accomplished the whole point of what Chassidus generally is all about. You know, he took all of that Amunah and Kabbalah soil and brought it down in Tower Mitzis. Like we said before about the idea of Mishpatim. And once these ideas of Elikus come down into Hasogin Tower understanding, to a way, as we said before, Anivahu, we become one, becoming one with Hashem. So then, even when he comes afterwards to the recognition, that ultimately we can never understand everything. And Tachlis idea, the ultimate of knowledge is when we come to recognize we cannot understand Hashem. So nevertheless, even these things that are completely higher than understanding, he first of all recognizes that, again, that no matter what he understands, really it's beyond him. But really, even these things don't remain in a makivdika way beyond him, but they too start being felt inside the person like the idea of Mishpatim. Concludes the Rebbe that through working in understanding Torah generally, specifically Torah's Chassidus Chabad, we are zoichet to learn the Torah of Mashiach, which the Limud is going to be in a way of Re'iya, we're going to see it. As it says, and finally, the glory of Hashem will be revealed, that the glory of Hashem will be revealed, and everyone will see that the mouth of Hashem has spoken.